Hello and welcome to the Oakland A's UK podcast, season two, episode 10. We recorded episode nine less than a week ago, and one of the topics we discussed was our Strength in Unity campaign. And little did we know at the time how relevant that message would be. And just 24 hours later, news broke on Tuesday that the Oakland A's owner, John Fisher, and Major League Baseball were playing the relocation card once again and threatening the future of baseball in Oakland. Now, we've spoken in the last pod about the Oakland 68s, a diehard fan uprising from a left field and right field bleachers. We said we needed to get our pal Jorge on the pod to talk all about it. And after all that has happened over the past week, well, there's no better time to do so than now. I'm Matt. I'm joined by fellow A's UK, Dom. As always, Dom, how are you? Um, good, thanks, Matt. Enjoying the A's on the field. Yes, that's all we can do right now, as we've already said ourselves before hitting the record button. And Jorge, thank you very much for joining us. Heck yeah, thank you guys for having me, man. No problem. No, it's always great to catch up. It's one of the things we try to do with Ace UK. We are in part trying to bring together fans in the UK, but also reaching out to you guys out there in Oakland. And I know you guys have done more than most, to be honest, in reaching out to Dom and myself and Hannah. And we really appreciate it, I have to say. Yeah, man. Uh, anytime that we can uh, uh, grow this fan base, uh, we we love it. And and you guys are great people. I mean, Dom is amazing. Um, <laughs> and you, you, I'm sure you are, too. Now you got to come over here and we got to oh, go drink it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pick you up on that. We already had um, addicts from... Stockton Ports, um, as I already said, he can't wait to have a beer with us. So we've, we've we've got that beer down for Stockton, and we've got at least one from you. So we'll be we'll be well away next year, hopefully when we can get out there. Hell yeah! <laughs> so uh, I mean that leads straight on to the Oakland 68s, and um, how, uh, really the first question I guess is how you and Dom kind of hooked up in the first place. Man, you know, <laughs> I honestly I don't remember, but it right, was uh, so it. it, it it, it was it was the first time I went out there with the flag. Um, right, and I think, yeah, okay. I think Jorge saw some tweets with the flag because it was a trip where we went to New York and Toronto first. Right. And then I, I tweeted that I'm going to be in Oakland and I think you were like, come and join us um, at, at the tailgate. Uh, and that was my first taste of tailgating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, now I remember. It's just because like during that, that part of our, like, life we drank so much that like it was kind of <laughs> uh, I don't drink that much anymore you know not right now <laughs> but uh no yeah it was amazing uh you know we told them like how we do with everyone is just like you need to come and experience this and and for yourself because it's an amazing experience you know uh we 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 do pride ourselves in throwing a a great tailgate to bring people in and kind of grow the support and and dom was uh has always been very gracious with us and has always given us gifts and i remember that that time it was a uh, it was pretty amazing like uh when we got the flag from you and then kind of went out out there out there and and in oakland it was amazing yeah i mean oh boy for, for, for us especially last season when Obviously, we're locked down, finally getting the season underway, seeing our flags out there, hanging in the bleachers was incredible for us. And we're really grateful for you guys for doing that for us, because every time and it seemed to be, I think, right in the first game of the season, Oli hit his walk off home run and it literally went over our flag. And we were it was like three o'clock in the morning and we were causing chaos in our homes, basically. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah it's pretty it's it's pretty amazing and uh it's like i'm thankful for the for the for every, any fan that recognizes well uh, how special you know this small fan base that we have you know and hardcore and diehards so anytime you know when they appreciate us we appreciate them and so that's a, the that's the minimum we can do is hang up you know your flag and and the signs out there as a as a thank you you know yeah, I'm, I'm still sat on this. And again, it doesn't really work in a podcast, but I really need to get this posted to you. This is full <laughs> of goodies. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. that I, I love that. You, you saw the flag, right? The one that, the oh, one. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Mitch Rollins so. walked off the other day. It went right over the flag. I was watching it just yep. now. It's our flag. Yeah. It's a unity flag. It's right there. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> that, that? That comes like... Perfect timing, by the way, with all that, yeah. with all that going on. Absolutely, so. yeah. And that really leads on to the Open 68s as to, you know, A's fans have been having this for probably about 20 years in terms of all different rumours about, and obviously different plans, firstly Fremont and San Jose. You know, this has been hanging over the organisation for years. What was it that finally kind of was the spark for you guys to actually form a group called Open 68s? So we've always kind of been a group but never really had or never really believed in kind of like just playing one you know just one group like oh yeah left field right field or just the bleacher diehards Mm. and I think what led to this was the fact that we kind of wanted to grow the fan base as well because I don't believe that the A's do enough for that and I think that everywhere we would go, we would just make new friends. And so that then our group would get bigger. So, so we, we thought of like, uh, mainly it was, uh, 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 like Ross, myself, Cass, uh, we thought of like, and Michelle, my wife, we thought of like, a, if there's a group that are, that's kind of organized, uh, we can, we can make it to where we it's like similar to like a village, right? So we put in money into our own group and then we can kind of generate some sort of, uh, uh, financial, uh, uh, what do you call, it? uh, help with like tailgating and creating signs and, and making all that while, so that way we don't feel the impact from our own pockets, you know? Yeah. And, and then finally, like, we had the idea from like the San Jose ultras and like the soccer atmosphere where they have a nonprofit and they, they can kind of like uh, help funding from, from various ways and resources. And that way it pays to be a fan at the same time, we have a voice, you know, and, and we, I was, getting, we were getting really tired of not having a voice and we would just get like uh, crapped on all the time by ownership and by whenever we we would hang signs we we would get kicked out and all that so it's so it's really it's a strength in numbers not to use the warriors thing but it is strength in numbers because you can't you can have a bigger voice and actually make an impact and i think that's what where the idea came from and how i think we have the most impact in 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 what's going on so that's yeah yeah and Dom, you so that know, makes sense. Can, yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, and Dom, we can kind of speak to that very recently with the experience in soccer over here with the European Super League and all of that. 
you know, it's uh, it does feel it's a much more of a culture over here that fans should have a voice. There is a bit more of a starting point, and you know, it, it's kind of really a key part in football or soccer over here to mobilise. And it's not a case of one specific group, like you're saying, kind of taking over the fan base. You can all be individuals. You can do your own thing. But when you need each other and you need to back each other, you can all unite and you've got a single voice. And that just, you know, it gives you a chance to have your say. Exactly, Matt. It's it's about representation at the end of the day. Um, I think... Jorge and I have spoken at great length about Spirit of Shankly and, and sort of the lessons that might lie there. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we've shared pictures of the cop and, and the bleachers and we've done back and forth yeah. with that. And I think, I think it was Spirit of Shankly's flag that says unity is strength. Yeah. That was sort of our inspiration to come up with strength and unity for the, uh, for, for the A's group, yeah. um, which was something that we, we were both keen on, wasn't it, Jorge? <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. So yeah, that's where I mean, it's kind of tough, kind of tough to to, to kind of uh, make a fan think or believe in this out here in America because we're so used to this capitalist society out here where it's like, well, it's just a business, man. Like he can do whatever he wants and all that. And it's like, and that's fine. Like I I understand that, but there's also ways to if we're gonna have a capitalist society, we also need to compromise. And I think there's compromises where we can uh, come into terms and then that way we don't just get the short end of the stick. You know what I mean? And um, but it's really hard because, again, we from 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 a young age out here, we don't we always see everything as a business. We never see it as like, okay, this is a tradition. This is a historical thing unless it's very unless it's like ingrained in your head by the media <laughs> i think we uh uh i think that's one of the issues out here that the media pushes so much in your head that like you kind of start believing in that you know what i mean yeah i, I definitely see that um it, yeah. it's a big difference between uk and american sports fans yeah. is that uk fans believe that that owners are custodians as opposed to it's their their thing you know I, i've grown up a liverpool fan Liverpool belongs to me, not to FSG, um, and 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 that is that is the European mentality. Whereas I think the American one, wrongly in my opinion, <laughs> is is much more um, the owners own it, and and we're just paying customers. But even even if you follow that that ideology, I you're you you know more than a paying customer. There are other industries that have strong regulation in place to protect consumers. Um, I'll give you financial services as an example. You know, the Fed got massively involved in regulating financial services after 2008. And I think more and more on both sides of the Atlantic, we need some regulation in sport to make sure that owners don't just have it all their own way. Um, and, and certainly that's something that, that, that is, is on the agenda over here in football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess that is the thing, isn't it? That, you know, the, the culture is it's a franchise system over there. Therefore, at any point in time, owners can sort of decide, well, we're off. And there's that fear always of, you know, people can just take the club away from us. So maybe we have to toe the line because if we don't, they'll, they'll just, you know, take our club away kind of thing, which really doesn't happen over here. Yeah, you know that's and that's the frustrating part out here is like you tell the, you tell people like no, you sh they can't just 
just easy to throw out like threats like how the A's are doing like oh yeah if we don't get what we want we're gonna move and that's I think for me it's absurd to think that like okay you could just take a team and just leave and, and move it anywhere and and that's a frustration because I feel like with the with the 68s the my dream is to like someday be an actual union of a fan voice to where like and this is like this is the dream right that one day, like we will have a union from each, each across the map from each team that has a representative of the fans to actually have a voice in MLB and work hand in hand with the with the uh, players union as well. Because to me, the players union and the fans are kind of go hand in hand because you need to know where you're going to be playing at, and you need to know that that owner is actually going to be willing to spend money to win and also reinvest in the community. Yeah. Well, you see that a lot, to be honest, because, you know, we've had so much over the past year in terms of disputes with the players, between the players and the owners. And it does seem to be more of a culture over there in America, whereby people are a bit more willing to take the side of owners against the players, like greedy players, greedy agents. I mean, it happens over here a little bit, but, you know, that's something where you think the Players Association maybe could do a bit more if they can, you know, have those stronger links and encourage fans to have a say. You know, that would be for their benefit. And, you know, when you mentioned your ideal, that's really what we have over here in the UK. We have a thing called the Football Supporters Alliance. That's like the national body. And then things like Spirit of Shankly are an affiliate, have affiliate membership of that. Canaries Trust for my team have an affiliate of that. Um, so we're, we're all individual and we all do our own individual things, but we all can come under one banner. And literally there's over half a million clubs all part of it that when they go to the UK government, you know, that that has an impact because that's a lot of MPs, a lot of politicians who have their constituents saying, well, you know, everyone's unhappy. We don't want to be the bad guys. We're going to take their side on things. So, you know, it really can make a difference. And it's very frustrating when the news came out last Tuesday that, it, you know, there was plenty of comments on Twitter. Like, oh, well, that's it then. You know, Fisher wants to go. Yeah. He's the billionaire. <laughs> and I'm, and we're, we're just reading. No, this is your team. This is our team. You've got to fight exactly. for this. This is crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I guess yeah. that comes back to 68s and, you know, what, what your hope is to do in the shorter term, I guess. If, if Is there anything you can do in terms of, you know, the next few months? Is there anything we can help with in terms of, yeah. because, you know, potentially there's a folk coming up. We don't know if that's going to happen in July now, but, um, you know, what, what, what is the general feeling? Is it still a feeling of powerlessness or do you feel you can make a change? No, I feel like, uh, I feel like we can make a change. And I think um, short term right now, what we're thinking and we haven't really reached out to the A's, but we're 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 thinking of removing all our banners, right. and kind of just leave it leave it blank, and just say this is this is uh this is you without us, yeah. you know basically. And um, but again, I'm having troubles trying to like get some people aboard because they think that if we take these banners down, then the players think that we're against them. Well, that's exactly what happened at Liverpool, isn't it, Dom, with yeah, the European Super League? We, yeah, we, so we've done this twice. Um, before the European Super League, when they tried to raise prices to 77 quid, we replaced all the banners on the cop with black flags. Um, it's very clear that we're not against the players. You know, we sing our hearts out throughout the game, but all the banners turn black. And then again, with the European Super League, the threat was that we were going to take all of the banners away from the cop. 
Um, luckily, they reversed the decision before we had to do it, but I'm certain it would have happened. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, uh, that's one of one of the things that we're thinking of doing. And um, I think most of us are on board, and we're you know Tuesday there'll be something going on. Um, another thing, another bigger picture is that we want a town hall style with with Dave Cavill to dismiss all the misinformation that's out there. Yeah. And so we're aiming for a June 24th town hall. Um, the location is still kind of not set, but um, a lot of people are, are, are on board. There's uh, a local, uh, some local businesses that are on board that we're trying to get uh, on, on uh, um, basically to attend. And we're trying to get some council members to, to attend this uh, uh, June 24th is set in stone. Like that's going to be the date. Uh, I believe it's a Thursday. And so we're just trying to reach out. Now it's either Cavill is going to, who knows. But um, the idea before the news happened was that we did want this town hall style meetings every, monthly with the A's. Um, and a very grassroots, like we don't want to do it in a conference room. We don't want to do it at a city hall. We don't want to do it. We want to do it at a pub, at a brewery. You know what I mean? Yeah. So something that's genuine um because we do feel a little bit betrayed with with cavill because he was coming out with all this stuff like oh yeah we're rooted in Elton and all this and yeah all that but now it's like even if we do vote yes on this come july you're telling me that you're still going to be looking to leave yeah. and that's not fair and i think um we want to we want from the ace is do this in good faith we're tired of this either sell a team or do this in good faith. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been very difficult, especially over the past week. And I think you're right in saying that Dave Caval had been someone who it seemed had kind of turned the tide a little bit into from what was a very negative perception of the team. And he, it felt from the outside, at least, that he, he had kind of um, earned back some goodwill from fans. And right. even just in the last week, just the way it's all played out. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's completely burned bridges, but it, it does feel like you say, there's a lot of misinformation out there and it really does need someone did like him to sit down with the fans and be honest with them. You know, that's all you want is just to be honest, right? Yeah. And, and, and we, we did come to some agreement. I mean, we got the, the we, we finally have a storage for the drums. We finally have uh, uh, some communication with the A's, you know, of what we need. Um, they they put the damn E on the Coliseum. I don't know if you guys know this, but <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they finally put the E there. I I I sent out a bunch of photos because our bathrooms were nasty, um, and I sent a bunch of uh, photos to 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 the Coliseum. They fixed it right away. They fixed the pipe lagging that was yeah, horrible. Yeah. I mean, these are these are normal maintenance issues that you could just have one guy just walk like what I was doing, just walk around. And, and, and do these simple things. So, but we had that great communication. Now I am the type where I'll take all that. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. I want the team to stay in Oakland. And, and if you guys are pulling this crap, I don't care about the drum storage or, 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 okay. Yeah. You're letting us store your, our drums and do our banners, but that's not enough. Like, all right, we'll, we'll pull our, our end of the, of our, uh, basically pull our side out you know yeah, yeah. i mean may maybe i'm being cynical but 
do you think there was anything to the timing that it came out on last Tuesday when the team were off on a road trip? <laughs> Potentially. I, oh, they, uh, I, I'm not saying I know this. <laughs> it's just the allegations, but I am pretty sure they did that. Yeah. They did it very uh, strategically, they for did. sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you talk about the Coliseum, it, it's almost like what's happened to the Coliseum site it's kind of symptomatic of the overall feeling of what's happened with the A's, where it's been allowed to be, you know, lack of investment. I think maybe it was you who tweeted about this the other day, just some basic investment year on year in the Coliseum site. It would be so much better if they'd have been doing that over the past 20 years. And it feels like that's symptomatic of the team too. You know, it's just lack of investment over 20 years has, you know, everything's just been stuck in limbo because they haven't been bothered to invest. And, you know, if they're not bothered to invest, they can talk about relocating. But this is an ownership group that tried to go to Fremont and couldn't get it to go. Tried to go to San Jose, couldn't get it to work. Now trying to do something here, looks like, you know, will they get it to work? We don't know. So it's like it, maybe it's the owners who are the problem. Who would have thought that? <laughs> you know, everyone keeps saying, like, there's a whole term I hear money talks right and and I think that the ownership if they really 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 want it, want this and really want to do it they just throw all their money in it and like let's like whatever it takes takes whatever the cost let's let's do this uh, I think but I think John Fisher uh, or the ownership group they they have a budget, you know, and they don't want to, uh, um, they don't want to spend, you know, it's, it's a, there's a blueprint right across the bridge. I hate that they moved, but the Warriors did a great job doing this. They, they created, they put together a great team. They won a championship and everyone, everyone rolled the red carpet for them. You know, it was so easy for them to get all of these, uh, uh, submittals and applications and, and go through regulations to build their, their stadium and there was no no one said anything about them moving there was no pressure on nothing on them. why? because they actually won and, and, and the owner spent money and he moved the team at, at, a, at whatever the cost was and I think that's what the matter is right here because with the Coliseum you have three days right and then you, so you're dealing with all these different people, and and I understand that you have to get approval from this from the JPA. The house is all messed up, floors rotting. You think I'm going to just let it sit there and rot? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it, and I'm gonna foot the bill to whoever is renting this place. You know, I guess the thing that I mean, this is kind of part of the wider issue, isn't it? That they're talking about how a terminal and that being a twelve billion dollar thingy which is a one billion dollar ballpark and then a load of money on hotels and things like that and it's like well cl clearly your, your main concern is the property potentially the main concern is the property to fund it all and like why can't we just build a ballpark do you want to just say a few words about how people can follow the 68s and get involved and any any help that people either over there or over here can give you yeah there's a uh, so we finally got a website going it's the oakland68s.org um, and we, we officially filed for nonprofit status. So any, any donations or, or when you sign up for membership, you get our, uh, the, uh, uh, what, what is it called? The, the federal ID number. 
and it's all tax exempt. And you guys, you guys can check out our website. Our website has uh, our different chants, uh, what we do around the community and, and future uh, events and all that. Uh, right now with COVID, we don't have that many planned, but we are starting to roll some stuff out. And uh, you can also buy a shirt from there. Um, just keep in mind that we are just a fan-oriented club that we it's a little bit delayed just because we are still working our full-time jobs and still have families to do to 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 attend to so uh you guys can check that out that's brilliant yeah we definitely will and um in terms of you you're on twitter and instagram and all that stuff as oakland 68 too right uh yeah there's a twitter at oakland 68 um my my personal one i don't I, I suck at like putting me out there it's like at i think it's like at jorge leon 85 or 17 <laughs> i don't i don't know I, I we'll, we'll tweet about it after the after the yeah. podcast goes out. we'll tag you yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and tag i mean there's a lot of bleacher people out there too that i don't know their handles but they're amazing definitely are yeah we'll definitely be shouting out a few of those when we put the podcast live so um yeah we're really glad that uh, you spent some time for us i know you're busy Jorge, so we're very glad you spared half an hour to uh, talk to us which um is uh obviously we're we're big fans of the a's but we always kind of are of the mind that you know you guys are the ones out there in oakland who live it every day so um it's great to have that connection with you and we're really glad to see all the work you're doing and i hope that this meeting the town hall in june goes and goes well for you all. Thank you very much. Appreciate you guys, man. And you guys always have a home out here uh, with or without the A's. You know, um, we can hang out and talk about all the different stories and everything. And we appreciate you, you guys' support from out there. And we have your backs too. Cool. We'll still have the roots, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go, roots, baby. <laughs> Cheers, uh-huh. Jorge. So, yeah, great to hear from Jorge, and uh, we really appreciate him spending some time with us. But to, to be honest, I mean, I watched the game last night at the Minnesota Twins, and it really called to mind what happened to them 20 years ago, Don, where it was only 2001, there was the vote to say that Major League Baseball was going to go down from 30 to 28 teams. The Twins and the Montreal Expos were basically going to be bought up by Major League Baseball and shut down basically that was the vote that was all what was going to happen it ended up being overturned with the expos moving to washington and the twins were able to stay in minnesota but it you know that was a similar scenario where they were in old ballparks major league baseball wanted them to improve the ballparks and that was the threat that was thrown their way and you look at where minnesota are now target field it's a beautiful ballpark it really is and I know some of the Bleacher Crew are actually there this weekend, aren't they? People like Ross and Brightfield. Yeah, Will Ross and Will are there, I think. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it just goes to show Major League Baseball throws these threats out. Sometimes they carry through on them. But, you know, Minnesota is a great place to watch baseball and they've turned it around and they've got a great ballpark. There's no, absolutely no reason why that can't happen in Oakland. The, well, there's one reason, and that's one man who is the owner of the team and seems to maybe doesn't want it. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I think maybe some background for some of our UK listeners. Um, but I, it, California's never going to subsidise a, a baseball stadium. They've, they've got the, the Reagan rule, which means that any tax changes need a super majority. So it needs more than two thirds to vote in favour 
you'll never get two thirds of any population to vote in favour of a tax. Um, so California just can't subsidise stadiums in the same way that other states can. That does make this more difficult. But I think you know the A's, the A's have been putting out the right noises. It's going to be privately financed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know the finer details on this. I know there does seem to be some negotiation there on is how some it works. Tax, There's this isn't there? yeah. tax thing where they sort of lend the money and then it's made back and it, it looks hideously complicated. And rather than comment on it and, and get pulled up on it, I'll leave that well alone. But clearly what's gone on this week is a negotiating stance. It, and, and look, you know, again, let's just make one thing abundantly clear all of us are massively in favour of an Oakland stadium. Yep. Um, it just leaves a really sour taste, I think, that the, the, the Major League and Caval, look, Caval has, has put his name to this. He, he was nowhere to be seen when they weren't paying the minor leaguers. So yeah. I, I think we can read into it that Dave's comfortable with this message going out. They've put out there that they're going to look at relocating and they haven't just said that they'll look at it if they don't get the vote. They've said they're going to look at it right now. Well, doing it, yeah. And and that leaves a really, really bitter taste, both against the club and for the club having pitted local fans and well and, and international fans, I guess, against the council. And again, I'm not close enough to the council to know whether they're doing a good job or a shitty job. But I do know that their hands are tied behind their backs because of these funny rules in California. Um so yeah, and then the other side of it, you know, just as we in the UK don't have franchises that can just pick themselves up and move somewhere. Equally, generally speaking, the idea that taxpayers' money gets chucked at billionaire football teams or whatever to build them a new stadium, that doesn't happen here either. We, we, we don't want, um, um, maybe I'm speaking for you here, Dom, I don't want Oakland City Council to agree to a really crappy deal that takes public money away from hospitals and schools and things that, you know, that's better. You know, if, if the A's are looking for a deal that just is taking the piss, much as it will hurt my, you know, I don't want the heirs to leave Oakland. I would be absolutely behind Oakland City Council and telling them to get stuffed. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, we, yeah. we, we've seen the outcome of a crappy deal for Oakland. It's called exactly. Mount Davis, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, we're agreed. I, you know, I don't want I don't want the council held to ransom. I want a new stadium. It would just be nice, and and the council keep using this. And again, it feels like politics. It, yeah, but it I do want them all to work in good faith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that is, you know, I think we don't. So much is clearly going on behind the scenes, and everyone is spinning their own version of accounts. Dave Caval will be, the different city councillors will be, the ports are talking about it. You know, everyone's spinning their own side, and that's just how these things work, isn't it? What it has seemed to be up to this point has been it's been fairly collaborative and this has been a very clear change in approach from the A's and like I say we don't know the ins and outs of why they've decided to play that card right now as they have but they've been talking previously about wanting the council to vote on it or at least give their clear indication as to whether they were going to go ahead or be in favour of it by the summer recess and the fact that there are now councillors trying to get it on the agenda, I think it is on the agenda for some time in July, whether it will be a vote, we don't know. But it's almost like, well, that's what they were aiming to do. And it's a shitty way to do it, considering the impact it has on so many people. But maybe that's, you know, that's, that's what they thought they had to do. Maybe, I don't know. 
possibly again we'll we'll never know the inner workings of this we'll we'll not know who's who's right and who's wrong so to speak no. um you know i'm sure if there is a stadium built in howard terminal dave cavallo write a book about it and we'll get the truth but, <laughs> um in in the meantime it, it, it's definitely left a sour taste this week and i would support fully um jorge and the 68s removing the banners and just reminding the club that that baseball without fans you know, a team without fans, a team without its, its its city, it's nothing more than a franchise. And you know, you can't you can't spend the last three years rallying everyone behind hashtag rooted in Oakland, and then turn around and say, well, well, yeah, we're kind of going to keep talking about Oakland, but we're going to be looking elsewhere too. That's just, you know, I, I think I, I don't think. That's burned bridges, as I said earlier, but I do think that's going to take some getting back for Dave Caval because it's there's no way he can spin that. That's a kick in the teeth to everyone who's backed his, you know, his leadership, which, as I said, has to this point felt really positive and has really made a difference. Yeah, I hope Dave. Um, I hope he listens to this, but I doubt he will. I, I hope I hope someone who works for him listens to this. And that he's persuaded to attend that town hall with the 68s and to engage with the fans and really flush out what is going on here. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it, maybe it'd be good to have someone from the council there too, um, just so that both sides can be portrayed. But the fans should not be left out of this. The fans should not be taken for granted. Uh, and the team shouldn't be talking about moving. No, no. So we will uh, await further developments on that score. I'm sure there will be plenty over the weeks ahead. It's a terrible position to be in, especially for the guys out there in Oakland. I mean, much as we care a lot about it ourselves out here, the thought of your local team, the team in your city that represents you in your area, potentially being ripped away from you. And like I said earlier, you know, they've had this numerous times now. How many more times can you kick people in the teeth? Yeah, I, look... I, I'll go down a rabbit hole here, but <laughs> um, I mean, the, the complaint about Oakland is that there's that there's low low attendances. Yeah. Is there any one? But, the, but there's the, there's low attendances because you spend fuck all on the team. You move on the heroes every time they build themselves into hero status. Yep. You you perpetuate this myth that it's a small um, market, market. Yeah. when it's not. Uh, yeah. uh, the A's. You, you talk to Jay. The A's were bigger than the Giants in the nineties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, yes, and the eighties, the low eighties. When like, when the Giants were in Candlestick Park, the A's were much bigger. They turned it round by getting whatever it was called, First Pack Bell or whatever it is now, Oracle Park. They got that built, and that's turned them around. So you know, the, the the point is invest in the team, get people behind it, get a ballpark done. Yeah, you know, there's exactly. no reason, and you know, there is no reason to leave. But. No, and and for for our listeners, um, people to follow on this, uh, I've been reading a lot on a lot from A's fans radio, yep. and, and hearing a lot from them as well. Um, <laughs> those guys, I think, uh, 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 are pretty good and pretty up to speed on some of the detail of this, and they shout people out when they're not giving the detail or they're getting it wrong. Yep. So hopefully they won't tell us that we got it all wrong. <laughs> um, and obviously the sixty eights. Um, so those those are the people to follow on this. There's there's an awful lot of misinformation flying about. Uh, Baseball Oakland and East Oakland Stadium Alliance oh, are clearly against there being a stadium in yeah. Oakland. So like, don't fall for that shite. 
No. Um, no. So there's 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 a lot of misinformation. So focus on the the accounts that you can trust. Definitely. Yes. So hopefully we'll have some positive news about that in the coming weeks. But we've had plenty of positive news in terms of the team, and we can quickly pick up on some of the things that have happened over the past week since our last pod. The main thing was the series in Boston where the A's took two or three at Fenway Park, which was good good to see. It was a shame to lose the finale and particularly the way it happened with Sean Monaghan getting knocked around for seven runs and two innings, but generally really good uh, series for us against a very good Boston Red Sox team. Game one, Chris Bassett once again, Dom. 10Ks over seven innings pitched. He pitched so well in that short season last year. I think we all quite rightly thought, well, might be a bit much to expect him to do just as well again this year, but he's actually taken a step forward again. Yeah, no, he looked really good and he looked really confident. Um, the, the number of K's just kept, was there, was there at one stage he, he retired 13 in a row or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, he, he looks like his confidence is, is going the right way. Yeah. Um, there, there's few places more intimidating to play at uh, than than Fenway, yeah. the history of it, the the fans are right there on on the side of the field, uh, and and they're noisy. And I know it'll be a smaller crowd, but uh, nonetheless, uh, its They'll reputation proceeds. Exactly, exactly. In fact, you'd probably be able to hear them better because there's probably. no sort of background yeah. chatter. So, I yeah. I, I think um, Bassett to go there and do that, and then I, I guess we'll come to it. But the day after Jake, too, Jake Rebellion, <laughs> yeah. So made his major league debut, of course last season but just in relief so this was his first major league start had such a tough journey after being drafted in the first round by the Yankees years ago so many injury problems along the way and being traded to the A's finally got his first major league start in game two pitched well a bit shaky at first but just exactly in the way you would expect him to be he was amped up he was overthrowing a bit just so you know, I'm sure a mix of excitement and nerves, but he got through five innings, just giving up one run. And the best thing about it for me, watching it back on TV the following day, was his dad being in the crowd. Um, I believe he lost his mother um, a few years back. So obviously a sad story for the family. Uh, but seeing his dad, I mean, his dad was going through hell every pitch. He was literally leaning forward on the sea, punch in the air. It really gave you a good, a, a great example of what families go through when they you know their kid Espe- especially the of a, especially of a picture right yeah 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 you're no, one was... pitch away from being whacked to yeah oh, it was, come, it was fantastic <laughs> yeah. his his reaction on a couple of occasions where he got the strike out or ended the inning was just superb yeah. uh, and that of those around him as well like i th- there was another guy in ace gear who i assume he was attending with yeah. but even the ones around him were all sort yeah. of by the end yeah, really yeah. getting involved with it <laughs> Yeah, so great to see Kuprelian do so well in that start. And it's been a thing we talked previously about, the likes of Mike Fires going down, AJ Puck has had injury problems, uh, Dalton Jeffries coming into the season, we thought maybe he might be with the rotation, but has had injuries. Jesus Lazardo, there's always people who can come and step up. Jake Kuprelian has got a chance that he steps up. And it's great to see. And you can say the same for the bullpen too. When we came into the season, we were really down about the fact that Trevor Rosenthal, who was the big off-season signing is injured. We don't know if he's going to play for us at all, to be honest, this season. But you've got guys like Birch Smith and Diodis Guerrera, Guerrera, I think it is. Guerrera. Um, unheralded guys, but they're doing really good work. You know, they're not the close or anything, but it's that whole mentality that you sometimes get with the A's, and it's so great when you see it. We saw it previously 
uh, in previous years, whereby it's guys who aren't well known, maybe have been talked down or on underdogs, and they just all pull together and rise up. And it's incredible to watch a team like that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's where the team is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. Um, and that's exactly Absolutely. how the A's roll. And it's, 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 it's starting to shape up quite nicely. Um, yes, trying to keep my feet on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's a long way to go, <laughs> but, isn't it? Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, I can't remember who told me today that they think that, or maybe I read it on Twitter. Maybe it was A's Fan Radio. Someone, someone was talking about this being the best A's team that we've seen since the 31st of July. 2014 <laughs> yeah, yeah possibly yeah I think that's a good chat I think that you look across the team and good start and pitching good bullpen good offense good in the field you know yes players can go into slumps but you feel like there's always something there every night that gives us a chance to compete and stick in can, the game can I just say uh, and uh, God I'll touch wood um, <laughs> we I'm go. gonna, we're just about I'm, to watch a game I know I'm going to do him but I was, I was really pleased that Elvis seems to be on a bit of a hitting streak he's yes. hitting seven games straight and I yeah. know he got a lot of stick and needlessly I'm so fair. in my mind yeah. um, so I was really pleased that he seems to, to be on a bit of a tear at the minute yeah, absolutely. It's great to see him coming through and talk about seeing players. So, yeah, we're recording just before the game on Saturday and Chad Pinder came back from his injury yesterday and is going to be starting today at shortstop. So Elvis has got the day off. So great to see him back in the field. And AJ Puck apparently should be starting his rehab assignment. I think he actually pitched yesterday. Now I remember I think he pitched an inning for Vegas yesterday. So he's on his way back. So we're starting to get some of these guys back guys who not only can contribute on the field but off the field too so it's all looking positive Dom it is I've nothing more to add <laughs> well it's great to have a positive podcast it's not always like that but um, yeah it was brilliant to talk to Jorge we're really glad he spared some time for it and uh, yeah apologies if there's some sound issues along the way but he was basically doing it in a break from his work so we're extremely Glad that he took the time out to do it and uh, hope you enjoyed it too. Do check out all of the Oakland 68 stuff. We'll be tweeting about it because it's a great, you know, just something that's close to our hearts because you can't let these people just think that they are God and they can move teams all over the place. You need fans to come together and to get over that often American kind of approach of, well, that's just how it is. It doesn't have to be that way. And the Oakland 68s are a shining example of what you can do when fans are prepared to pull together. So we wholeheartedly support them and we will do all we can across social media and everything else to try and support them as far as we can across the other side of the pond. So, Dom, thank you as always for joining me. Did you have any other baseball before we sign off? Oh, yes, really quickly. Mark Carner's pinch hit home run. Oh, yes. Yeah, I knew I, when I watched that early in the morning, I thought, here we go. I did see a tweet saying it was the first pinch hit home run at Target Field. I'm sure that's not true. That doesn't, it's Surely been open not. like 10 years. That can't be true. But I thought, you know, hey, if anyone can. Carner can. can. <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to sign up. We're like the two Ronnie's or something, aren't we? <laughs> or maybe we're the Chuckle Brothers to me to you. <laughs> couple of British uh, sitcom references or comedy references to really confuse uh, wonderful American listeners who've been brought in by their love of Hore and the 68s to listen to our nonsense. But uh, yes, we're very glad you listened in. We're Oakland A's UK across all the social media sites. Do subscribe to the podcast if you just listened to this one with the Oakland 68. So do subscribe to be notified every time a new podcast comes up. We try and do one every two weeks 
and they're a lot of fun to do aren't they Dom so uh, yes thanks for listening and we'll be back with another, uh, probably another podcast within two weeks or so the open days you came where the open days you came